If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. There are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so you can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. This is how I record my podcast and it has everything that I need. I've edited and added music all right from my phone. So get started with Anchor today. Hello everyone, this is Crystal and welcome back to All Dark Things Podcast. I'm actually making another episode today because I want to talk about Gabby Petito and everything that is going on with this case again because there's just so much information being released. It seems that every single hour there is something new involving this case and it's really hard to put the pieces together because one new station has some information and another new station seems to have other information. It's not that it's it's um, conflicting, it's that it's just they don't seem to be getting all the information at once. So you can find some information on one and some information on another and it can just be quite hard to put the pieces together. So what I'm going to do is take you back to the beginning in case you're just following this case and you don't know everything that has happened and I'm going to update you all the way until today. Now, there might be some things that sound like they're disjointed, um, and that's because as I was sitting down to record this podcast, I was actually given more information, and I just stuck them at the end of my notes, but the date is there, so you're going to know what date that belongs in. It's just I didn't have time to go back and put it in because I was literally just turning on my mic when I was given this information. And I also want to apologize. I keep saying laundry and it's laundry and I don't know why my brain wants to say laundry but that's how I read and say it despite hearing it so much over the last few weeks so I just hope I continue to say it right because for some reason it's a problem for me but I'll try to get it right today so let's get started on this timeline in June Gabby and Brian embarked on their cross-country trip and At that point, the Northport police chief, Todd Garrison, was calling Brian Gabby's fiance. I know it has since been said that they had called off the engagement and he was just her boyfriend. So that bit of information was not quite right when the story first broke. They planned to travel in Gabby's white Ford van to the West Coast and visit state national parks across the Western United States. So they were planning on going from Florida all the way across the country and stop at these national parks and state parks and just see the sights. Gabby was said to be excited to share her journey with her family and others on social media and they shared a ton. It's easy to track their trip across the country. Gabby and Brian were basically constantly uploading. There are tons of beautiful pictures of their trip on Instagram. Gabby had maintained regular contact with her family during her travels. 
but that communication just stopped around the end of August. This is what was being said in June. So we now know why, but we'll get to that in a minute. So let's go into July. The couple had traveled through Colorado and into Utah. Gabby had posted on Instagram around July 10th that they were going to the Great Sand Dunes National Park and Preserve in Duncan, Colorado. So there were pictures posted of a photo, there was a photo from Mystic Hawk Springs in Monroe, Utah around that time as well. Now we're fast forwarding all the way to August 12th. In Moab, Utah, police had an encounter with the couple on August 12th. They were there because there was some sort of altercation between Brian and Gabby. The two were said to have gotten in a physical fight and Gabby was hitting Brian. And in the video, Gabby is completely distraught and she's talking about how she didn't want to hurt Brian. She was just trying to make him stop because he was telling her to calm down and trying to keep her from getting into the van. And Brian said the same thing pretty much. It was just that Gabby was was really freaking out and that he was just trying to get her to calm down and he told her that she needed to go for a walk. And the police actually did separate them that day. And the police report reads, both the male and female reported they are in love and engaged to be married and desperately didn't wish to see anyone charged with a crime. That was a report written by Officer Eric Pratt. So the footage shows both of them and Gabby is just confused and emotional. That's how she's described. And Brian is calm. He has no emotion. He's just completely calm. And so the officer said that after they evaluated the circumstances, he did not believe the situation escalated to the level of domestic assault as much as that of a mental health issue. And no charges were filed. That part of the report was written by Daniel Robbins. And each couple had their own cell phones in case of emergency. That was added into the report. And it just, like I said, it just shows both the cops talking to both Gabby and Brian. And you can tell that it was a tense situation, but they both had said that there was no intervention needed, that they could separate for the night and everything would be fine. So let's fast forward to August 19th. Brian and Gabby's YouTube channel uploaded its first video titled Van Life, Beginning Our Van Life Journey. And in the video, Gabby is blogging about how the couple's adventures are going while they're living in their van. And the two seem really affectionate. This is just a video that shows a happy young couple in the throes of life, living in the moment and enjoying everything that is going on at the moment. So this is really, this looks way different than the image we got in the body cam footage. In the body cam footage, we see a distraught couple, well, at least Gabby, as I said, but in the August 19th video, we see this amazing, happy, young, full of life couple. August 24th, Gabby was spotted checking out of a hotel in Salt Lake City, Utah. This is per the police. That was the last time she was reportedly seen alive by anybody. So this is the last public sighting 
we have of Gabby. On August 25th, Gabby's mother, Nicole Schmidt, said she had last spoke to her daughter that day and that Gabby had told her that she and Brian were leaving Utah and headed to Grand Tinton and Yellowstone National Parks in Wyoming. So we have confirmation that Gabby told her mother where they were headed. The mom is quoted as saying, she sounded good and excited to continue her trip and excited to start her YouTube channel. She seemed okay. And as Gabby's mom is talking at this point, she's in tears because this is her daughter and she doesn't know where she is. And the last time she saw her, she was so happy and she went from happy to just missing and no communication. I cannot imagine what that is like for any parent at all. It must be so terrifying. Gabby's family once again said she maintained regular contact with us and then abruptly stopped communication toward the ends of August. And this is again reported by the police. This has been told to the police by Gabby's family that the communication had just stopped and that this is not normal. Gabby's mom said she'd received two messages from Gabby's phone since August 25th, but there were no photos or details from the trip. So it's unclear whether Gabby actually sent those messages. It's really up in question at this point, and the only person who seems to know that answer is Brian. The, the last photograph uploaded to Gabby's Instagram was on that day as well but it was without a geotagging location. So no one can say exactly where the photo was taken from. August 27th through the 30th, federal and state authorities said that the investigators believe Gabby disappeared near Spread Creek dispersed camping area in Bridgard Tenton National Forest in Wyoming. The police in Denver, the FBI rather, in Denver is asking the public for help via Twitter because because they had been in Colorado they are now involved so they can piece together the trip and they said on their Twitter the FBI is seeking assistance from anyone who utilized the Spread Creek dispersed camping area between the days of August 27th through the 30th who may have had contact with Gabrielle Gabby Petito or her boyfriend or who may have seen their vehicle so at this point you have Florida Colorado, Utah, and Wyoming involved. This is a huge search. They're trying to piece together where Gabby had been and where she had gone next. August 29th, a potential witness, Miranda Baker, claimed in a TikTok video that she and her boyfriend had given Brian a ride in Grand Tinton National Park on the 29th. Police in Florida confirmed that they had spoken to Baker, but federal authorities had yet to confirm her statement. This is all on the 25th. And Baker claimed Brian told her and her boyfriend that he'd been camping alone for days while Gabby worked on her social media page from their van. So he's claiming Gabby is sitting in the van and he's out in the wilderness by himself, which is really weird because Gabby's entire social media is about camping and traveling cross country and seeing all the sites that they can see. So that's really odd. In an interview with ABC News, Baker said that she was that she told Brian that they were headed to Jackson. He got out and he said he was thankful and he was in kind of a hurry. So he said he was going to go across the street into the parking lot and find someone else to give him a ride. But when we looked back 10 or 15 seconds after he got out of the vehicle, he was gone. 
So they lost sight of him. They didn't know where he had gone. And it's just so odd that he I'm just still stuck on the fact that he said she was in the van while he was camping. That makes, that makes no sense. So in a news conference in September, because we already covered the last week of August and now we're into September, the Petito family attorney, Richard Safford, said the family's last communication with her was August 30th, but they do not believe that text message had come from her. Stafford shared a timeline of events on September 17th as the family knew it. On August 24th, Gabby FaceTimed her mom and tells her she's leaving Utah and headed to the Tintin Range in Wyoming. On August 25th, there are multiple texts between Gabby and her mother. The young woman's family believes she's in the Tintins on this date. On August 27th, there were two more text messages between Gabby and her mom, during which her family believes she remains in the Tintons. On August 30th, her family receives their last text from Gabby. But again, this is the message that they doubt she even wrote. And according to Stafford, that message read, no service in Yosemite. Now let's talk about September as per the, the timeline as a whole. On August 1st, Brian returned to the couple's Northport home where his parents also live, according to the police. According to the affidavit to, to the search warrant they received, a license plate reader shows the vehicle exited Interstate 75 into Northport at 10.26 a.m. The white vehicle was that that Landry and Petito, Laundry, sorry, and Petito were traveling in and it was re later recovered by the police at the home. It was processed and there was some material in there that authorities will be going through, according to the police spokesperson, Josh Taylor, when they held the news briefing. On that same day, a series of songs about love and heartache appeared on Gabby's Spotify account. This was the day after her mother had heard from her. The lyrics were, your woman is your angel, is your left side, is your whole life, easily the most beautiful thing in the world. This was Matt Berry's woman, according to Fox News. She'll soothe you, she'll accuse you, she'll confuse you, she'll lose you, but always be the best friend you have in the world, it continues. The songs appear on the Mountaintops playlist a day after, again, this is the day after her mother had received that last text message from her daughter's phone and 10 days before she's reported missing. And people do not think that Gabby uploaded these songs. This looks like something that Brian had done. So you have a text message that is most likely from him and then songs that are added to her Spotify playlist that are most likely from him. We're going to jump to September 11th. After not being in touch with her, this is when the Petito family report her missing. And they report her to the New York police in Suffolk because that's where she had lived before she moved to Florida. So she's reported there in the, uh, missing, as missing in the evening. And then later that evening, the Northport authorities go to the laundry home and ask to speak to Brian and his family, but are told, but are just handed a card to an attorney. And I believe this was by Brian's parents. This wasn't even by Brian himself. Brian's parents came to the door and handed 
the card for their attorney. They did not speak to them. There was no conversation. It was, can we have a conversation with you and your son? And they were handed the card and the door was closed. September 14th, Laundry and his family release a statement that he is going to remain silent per advice of his counsel. It is, it is mind blowing that he's doing this at this point. All they want to do is ask him where Gabby is. Instead, this is the statement that is released. This is understandably an extremely difficult time for both the Petito family and the Laundry family. It is our understanding that a search has been organized for Miss Petito in our or in or near Grand Tinton National Park in Wyoming. On behalf of the Laundry family, it is our hope that the search for Miss Petito is successful and that Miss Petito is reunited with her family. On the advice of counsel, the Laundry family is remaining in the background at this jurisdiction and will have no further comment. Again, this was a statement given by the attorney. It is absolutely mind-blowing to me. All he had to do was tell them where she was, but we know why he didn't now, and it's very unfortunate. September 15th, the Northport police named Brian as a person of interest. They're quoted as saying, as of now, Brian has not made himself available to be interviewed by investigators or have provided any helpful details. The Laundry family attorney has advised that Laundry not speak to law enforcement. That attorney said, it's in my experience, intimate partners are often the first person suspected in a case like this and the warning that any statement made will be used against you is true. So he's doing his job, he's protecting his client. So I can't fault him for that. I'm just really angry at the Laundry family at this point because they are just not cooperating and they're not even trying to hide that they're not cooperating. September 16th, in a letter read by the Petito family attorney during a news briefing held by the police, they are begging for the Laundry family to step forward and help in the investigation. They are distraught and just wanting any answers that they have and they're quoted as saying, Please, if you or your family have any decency left, please tell us where Gabby is located. Tell us if we are even looking in the right place. All we want is for Gabby to come home. Please help us make that happen. That was said by Stafford, the police chief. He goes on to say that Petito's family reached out to Laundrie's family earlier in the month for information on her whereabouts, but the family refused to answer. I mean, it's incredible. They're not answering text messages, phone calls, anything like that. And there's a quote from the Petito family letter that adds, we haven't been able to sleep or eat and our lives are falling apart. The pain of this family is so, it's just so sad. If you think, if you really think about it, that could be any of us. That something like this can happen to any of us and I cannot imagine being in their position and not knowing where their daughter is. September 17th, after several days of both Gabby's family and police pleading with Brian's family to cooperate, 
Brian's family requests for the police to come to their home, where they share that they hadn't seen Brian since September 14th. This is according to the spokespolisman Taylor. And he's quoted as saying, We've been trying all week to talk to his family, to talk to Brian, and now they've called us here on Friday. We've gone to the home and they're saying now they have not seen their son. It's another twist in this story. This was said on CNN by the spokesperson. So once again, they have their attorney step into the forefront and he tells CNN the whereabouts of Brian Laundry are currently unknown. The FBI is currently at the Laundry residence removing property to assist in locating Brian. As of now, the FBI is looking for both Gabby and Brian. And the local authorities have now officially kicked off their search for Brian. So at this point, keep in mind that he is a person of interest and the Northport police said this on their Twitter. It is important to note that while Brian is a person of interest in Gabby's disappearance, he is not wanted for a crime. We are not currently working a crime investigation. We are now working on a multiple missing persons investigation. So now they're having to take time away from Gabby to look for Brian so they can try to get answers. September 18th, Northport police say authorities are conducting a search for Brian at the Carlton Reserve. This is a nature area that is about 80 miles of hiking trails in Venice, Florida. This is where the family thinks he might have gone. There are about roughly 50 enforcement officers from five total local agencies and the FBI on this search, according to police spokesperson Taylor. This, they had a big news conference about this. This search has been going on for days. It's been going on since September 18th. They're actually out there right now looking for him and so far nothing. Meanwhile, the FBI announces the agency and his partnerships are going to be conducting surveys in the Grand Teton National Park that are relevant to Gabby's disappearance. So they are actively on the ground at this point where she is believed to be seen alive last and they're putting in great effort there. Remember, that was the last place she had communication with her family, so this was and is a super important location. September 19th. Unfortunately, there were human remains found in Tinton County, Wyoming, and they were described as being consistent with the description of Gabby. They did a news conference, and it was really short. I think we all watched it. And... It was not the news that they or anyone were wanting, but I think they were somewhat relieved that they more than likely found her. They were quoted as saying, full forensic identification has not been completed to confirm 100% that we found Gabby, but her family has been notified of this discovery. This was Charles Jones and he is Denver's FBI's senior resident agent in Wyoming. So he was working this case probably since they had set foot in Wyoming. Um, the press conference, I mean, he opened it with just sending his condolences. 
to the family and I think it was obvious that they believed that this was her. They just couldn't say for 100% that it was her. So at this point, the search is still on for Brian in Florida's Carlton Reserve. This is at 6 p.m. While they were having this press conference at the park, other officers in Florida were actively searching for Brian still. September 20th, the parents of Brian Landry are at their home and they are actively being questioned by the FBI at that point. Christopher and Roberta Landry are escorted from their home and returned after agents had went in and searched. Authorities had been in the home for hours and they had carried out a lot of evidence. That's what is being reported by the police and the Mustang that Brian had taken to the park and left was also taken. He drove the Mustang to the park. He left a note saying that he wanted the, the car to be removed and the parents went and found it and brought it back and then the police took it. At this point, police say they have exhausted search avenues at the nature reserve and the search area is being shifted. They are shifting the search area. Utah authorities have released to the media a recording of a 911 call that was placed in Moab on August 12th. The person who reported the call said, we drove by and the gentleman was slapping the girl. Then you can hear the 911 reporter asking, slapping the girl? And the person said, then we stopped. They ran up and down the sidewalk. He proceeded to hit her, hopped in the car, and they drove off. So this was way back in August. We're now in September, and this is way back in August. And this call was not reported until this month. So this is really, I think it's probably very frustrating for Gabby's family. And I will actually read the... 911 call to you when we get through the timeline. So there is a report of a body from outside a Tillman's Corner business on Monday afternoon. And this um, person is rumored that it's a person of interest in a national case that had been in the area. The focal point of that investigation was fenced around a trash bin behind a Verizon store and a Walmart. The police had spent an hour on the scene and medical service crew arrived. This was around 2 p.m. and they transported the body from the site. No details were released from the scene. A mobile police department spokesman later said the body had been identified and it was not that of Brian Laundrie, even though rumors were flying that it probably was Brian. They said, Laundry is, of course, a person of interest in the case of Gabby Petito, who was reported missing after a trip with him. And most recently, a body was recovered that they believe is the young woman. But they again said that body was not Brian Laundry. And the reason people thought it was, was Brian was because rumors had been rampant that he'd been spotted in that area. And the mobile police were actually investigating the possible sightings when the body was reported. But it was not Brian. So that was a dead end. His whereabouts at that point and this point are still unknown. September 21st. 
I got the updated information on the 911 call and I'm going to read it to you in full. The dispatcher is told again that the gentleman was slapping the girl and hitting her. The dispatcher says he was slapping her? Yes, and then we stopped. They ran up and down the sidewalk. He proceeded to hit her, hopped in the car, and they drove off. I mean, this just really gives us a clear, concise look into what was happening in the days before Gabby disappeared. The police had a call that he was hitting her. Now remember, in the video from the cam, the body cam footage, Gabby was saying she was the aggressor, but this shows that Brian was also an aggressor. So this 911 call contradicted, apparently, a prior report written by which police responded to them fighting. That's exactly what I said, but this is what the report says, that they are, this, this contradicted it. This just kind of threw out what was said that day. And you just got to think what was actually happening that day. We know that he was hitting her or they were hitting each other. But it's just, it's insane because the police during that body cam footage are saying, you know, that he tried to distance by telling Gabby to go for a walk, that he was trying to de-escalate the situation and Gabby was talking about how she smacked him because he was telling her to calm down and this 911 call just kind of changes the entire dynamic surrounding that day. It's incredibly disheartening to know that that 911 call was received and then we the public are being told that Gabby was the aggressor. But that's what we had at the time and then now we know it may have been very different so it's just very very sad um the 911 call goes on to say that the dispatcher says okay you say that it's a white van and the caller says it's a white van i can give you the license plate if you give me one second i can take a picture of it what kind of white van? Like a big one? Um, it's a smaller van with the license plate of, and he gives them the license plate. It was white, Florida plate, and again, he gives it to them. It was the, the make of a Ford. The model was transit, black ladder on the passenger side. And then the dispatch repeats it, black ladder passenger side. And the caller says, white Ford transit. Dispatcher repeats it back and asks for their name, and they redacted that. And the dispatcher says, and where did they go? So they, where did they go? So they turned, they headed south on Main Street from Moonflower Market. And the caller said, correct, they made the right turn. So the dispatcher said, okay, so they went nor north. Caller says, yes, north. I'm not from around here. Dispatcher says, so you're right there by the post office. Caller says, yep, right across the street. Dispatcher says, and when they turned onto Main Street, they went right or left. Caller once again says left or right. Sorry, dispatcher says right. So they went north, north on Main. All right, I'll send someone to you. Thank you. 
I mean, I know that they didn't make contact with Brian and Gabby in that moment, but they had this information that Brian had been the aggressor. They had this phone call locked. They had the witness's name. And yet again, we were told Gabby was the aggressor. So as of right now, we know that medical examiners in Northport, Florida are scheduled to conduct an autopsy. They actually are scheduled to have already started that. Um, they're going to be letting us know that it is for sure her and they are scheduled to most likely release those results to us today. Now it's just a waiting game on those results for her family and the public. We just need to wait and see what they say. And again, police are out there at the Carlton Reserve looking for Brian. As the autopsy is being performed and reports are being written up and we are finally going to know if this is for sure Gabby, they are searching for Brian. I just, it's, this whole case is crazy and I feel that We all have a sense of what happened, but we just don't know for sure. Um, we all sense that he killed her. It's kind of obvious, but we don't know how or why. And I hope that her family gets justice. In fact, um, I have a part of an interview from her father who spoke on Dr. Phil. And he, he said that Brian was always respectful and we called Brian we called his mom we called the dad we called the sister we called everybody's number he said no one would pick up the phone calls and no text messages were received the search warrant on the laundry house was released um, he is still named a person of interest they are they were looking as of yesterday they were looking for whatever they could find i guess but they were seen loading cardboard boxes into a van and towing away the mustang as i said earlier um it's just no one knows what they found or what they carried out um i just i don't know i it's absolutely crazy at this point now, there is something in the search warrant that was not previously released in terms of the last text message. It states, in seeking search warrants, investigators had cited a 27th of August text sent to or sent by Gabby to her mother, which describes reported calls and voice messages from Stan, Gabby's grandfather Smith her mother told investigators the message was odd because the young woman would not usually refer to her grandfather by his first name Petito's family has said a second text message also seemed suspicious and Brian or I mean sorry um Gabby's father had also said that he wants Brian to be held accountable for whatever part he has played in what's happened to his daughter 
I hope they get what's coming, he said, and that includes his folks, because I'll tell you right now, they are just as complicit in this in my book. It's really, it's really crazy. It's, I just, it's crazy. And um, the entire message that Gabby sent was, can you help Stan? I just keep getting his voicemails and missed calls. And again, the mother, it's quoted as, the mother was concerned something's wrong with her daughter and provided probable cause that a felony crime had been committed. The warrant states that Gabby's phone was switched off on August 31st or September 1st. Police had earlier confiscated the white van in, on September 11th and they located an external hard drive in the van on the 14th and were granted a search warrant to examine that drive. So if that plays a role in this case or not, we don't know. They also are stated as wanting to locate any and all external storage devices from the laundry family home, as well as retrieving emails, text messages, and internet browsing history from devices. Officers were actually with Batterham's body armor when the warrant was approved and they showed up. It resembled a crime scene according to witnesses. As we know, his parents were removed from from the property. I'm reading through the search warrant now. I'm just trying to get to the most important parts. And we know that they were there for hours and hours and hours. And they, we don't know what they took. I just keep repeating myself because it's just, it's so hard to believe. There was an update. This is part of the update that I got right before I was starting to record. The Okaloosa County Sheriff's Office in Northwestern Florida said Tuesday that it is actively looking for a report about a trail, cra- tra- trail cam capturing an image of a man resembling Brian Laundry, the person of interest in Gabby Petito's case. I'm not saying this is the guy. But whoever was on my trail cam, trail cam this morning in Baker, Florida, strongly fits the description of Brian Laundry. Authorities have been contacted, but people in Northwest Florida area be on the lookout. A Facebook user named Sam Bass wrote last night about the picture taken at 6.17 a.m. local time Monday morning. Obviously, we will keep everyone in the loop if and when there's anything to report the sheriff's office added and I got that off of a Fox News article um I don't know I don't know if he's in the reserve I don't know if he was ever in the reserve rumors are flying like crazy surrounding this case people are saying that he was never in the reserve and his parents helped him get somewhere else they were saying that he was out of the country or he killed himself the rumors are just as wild as the case itself is and that is all I have for now I am waiting on this autopsy results they may have come in while I was recording this episode if they have I will post those onto my Facebook page all things dark 
If not, I will post those as soon as they are made available. I think we all know that unfortunately, the body that was found was Gabby. They said it resembled her and usually they won't say anything like that if they don't know. We all know that they don't always give every bit of information they have right away to the public. This is just a really sad, sad case. And I think it's not just the fact that Gabby was murdered. It's also the fact that there were signs of abuse from Brian. A 911 call was made and that particular call was not investigated the way it should have been. They made contact with this couple and Gabby was made to be the aggressor. I am not saying she didn't hit him. I am not saying that at all. She could have hit him in frustration in trying to get him away from her or she may not have hit him. I'm just saying that this was not given to us exactly as it was reported to them and that is such a shame. This to me and this is just my personal opinion, is a case of domestic violence turned to murder. And I'm just so heartbroken for her family and friends. I really, really hope that if you are in a domestic violence situation, you can reach out for help. And know that you are not alone. Please, if you are in an abusive situation, Seek help if you are able. Thank you. I will talk to you guys on the next episode. Bye.